Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Talking to you more about that as the Lord would have us to do. I look back in my notes this year, I've ministered quite a bit about spiritual authority, about dominion, about uh, things like this. And I do believe the Lord is speaking to us in this hour with a very important message. Amen. And I just, I'm here because I feel like this is where the Lord wants us to be in understanding this. I think there's a key to being an overcomer with kingdom dominion. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7. Paul said, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. How many know his power is effective? His power is effective. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints. What a statement. I'm the least of the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning everybody say from the beginning the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent now will you say now now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. God has a purpose that Paul talks about. It was a mystery, a hidden mystery. Amen. I do not want to take anything out of context, but I, I, I believe I, I'm understanding a little bit about what Paul is talking about here today. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We pray, God, that you would have your way. Lord, would you bless the word to our heart today? God, would you open up our spirits and understanding? Lord, I pray, God, that you would, Lord, uh, uh, give us, Lord, the, the, the flow of what needs to be said. We want to be aware of your presence. God, we want to be aware of what dominion is in Jesus' mighty name. 
God bless you, you me seated. I preface this this message this morning with the 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 I, the clear directive in that what God has dealt with me about in the last few weeks, I'm working on. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. Amen. Can you say we're all working on it? Consider with me for a moment this book, the Bible. The Bible is a collection of 66 books that reveals God to humanity. It is the story of a king and his kingdom. It's not a book of religion. This is not a religious book. Say that with me. This is not a religious book. It's a book about government. It's about a book of a kingdom. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation, it is more than a story of man, more than a history of man. It is more than a continued cycle of rise and fall of man. Man living for God and then falling. Man living for God and then falling. Man living for God. And if you're in your Bible reading, you're like me in the Kings and the Chronicles and all of that. And said, this one rose up and did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. This one rose up and that one did not right in the eyes of the Lord. It's like looking at a roller coaster. <coughs> Failure, good, rise, fall. It is really the story of the redemption of fallen man. This book right here tells us about God and it shows us the, the fall and the redemption of fallen man. The book of Revelation, the last book of this Bible, stuck, tells us about how redemption comes to a conclusion and that ultimately we're going to be in heaven with him in a beautiful place. Uh, John writes about the city of uh, New Jerusalem is going to be a, a wonderful, spectacular place in his presence. But it also says that we are going to rule and reign with him. We're going to rule and reign with him. Amen. We're going to be uh, throughout the, the eons of time. Whatever that looks like, I, I really don't know. But when you look at the beginning of the book of Revelation, it opens up with this statement that, that um, the King James says that we are called kings and priests. But when you begin to dissect that, that, that literally means we are a kingdom of priests. How many know that there, there's only one king? There's not big king, a little king. There's only one king. Amen. But we are a kingdom of priests. We are a royal priesthood, as Peter writes. So the story of the Bible is a story of the king and his kingdom. It's a story of his government. It's a story of man messing up his government and how that God came back to reestablish his government. Amen. Everything that God does is about a government. It is about a, a kingdom. Amen. For he is, Paul called him the king eternal, the king immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Amen. There cannot be a kingdom without a king. There cannot be authority without a king. There can't be power without a king. There is no dominion without a king. Amen. Authority, power, and dominion are not a byproduct of Jesus, They're not a byproduct of our king, but rather it is who he is. Authority is who he is. Amen. That is what he is. He, he is king. He's sovereign in authority. And so we find that he then chooses to delegate authority. He chooses to give us that 
authority and dominion. Luke chapter 9, it says in verse number 1, then he called his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority. We've taught you about uh, dunamis. That's what the word power means. And about the exousia. That is what the word authority means. He gives us, uh, remember, the gun and the badge. He gives us power and authority over all devils and cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Acts chapter, the first chapter of Acts talks about how that Jesus, before he ascended, taught the disciples uh, the kingdom of God. In Acts chapter 28, it tells us that Paul continued teaching the kingdom of God. Amen. This is not about a denomination. It does not matter what a person may say that they are belonging to. Well, I'm a, I'm a this and I'm a that. I'm a, I, I, no, you've got to be born again to be in the kingdom. John chapter 3, you must be born again of water and of spirit to enter into the kingdom. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Amen. So the ultimate destiny of man is to reign with him throughout the ages. But not just to reign with him throughout the ages. There is something that he wants us to be doing now. Everybody say now. To the intent, Paul said, that now. Unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God had a plan that he wanted man to operate in a, a particular authority and dominion, a particular jurisdiction, a legal jurisdiction if you please, to have authority and power and Adam blew it. Eve blew it. They messed up. And so that mystery was hidden until Jesus Christ came, who, who Isaiah prophesied that upon his shoulders would rest the government uh, that will be no end. Daniel prophesied that, that he would have a kingdom that would be unstoppable. He would have a kingdom that would last forever and ever. Amen. I want to tell you the mystery of God is revealed in the church now that you and I should be living in a dimension that is higher than we could ever expect. God intends his church to demonstrate his divine spiritual authority to every principality and power in this world. That speaks of supernatural power. God wants us to be in, in his authority and his dominion so that we're known in hell. The church ought to be known in hell. Amen. Does hell shake when we go to prayer? Does hell quake when we begin to begin to pray and begin to study? Is hell disturbed about us coming to church or not? We are to represent God as ambassadors on this earth so that we can show the wisdom of God, amen, to the, to the, to the angels, to the demons, to both good and bad spirits alike. Hallelujah. You and I ought to be known in the arena of heaven today we ought to be known in the arena of hell today because we are in dominion dominion i'm just this morning going to give you some overview we're going to break this down as time goes on and, and study some of this in more detail uh, as we have the opportunity but let's assess this just a minute 
where we are. I believe it's important in this day and hour that we get a revelation of where we are. I think over the last year and a half, we have gone through some things in the last two years from, uh, from the chaos that, that has been uh, within our world to an election that everybody is in angst over, uh, to a pandemic, uh, to, a, to all of the, the collapse of uh, the economy and the issues that are before us, the rage and the council culture, uh, all of the woke business and everything that is going on to us, I think that we need to perhaps back away and not assess something as being an attack. It just might be that God is saying, I'm here for a visitation. Don't miss my visitation. Because a lot of times what we think is an attack is really God wanting to show up and talk to us. Stop blaming the devil for your problem. It might be God driving you into the wilderness to pray. Stop blaming God for your issues. It might be that God says, I want you to understand what dominion is. And for you to know what dominion is, you're going to have to go through something to get to something. Somebody say amen. So I believe it is important to make a moment, just take a moment. This is what I feel in my spirit. We need to be sensitive about what God is doing right now. God is doing some things right now. And it literally has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with whether who's in Congress or not in Congress. It has nothing to do with the political. It may manifest symptoms in the political process. It may manifest symptoms in your life, in, in mental health, or it may manifest with a, a, a anxiety and fear and depression. It may manifest, but it could be that God is saying, what I want you to do is realize I want to visit you. I want to show my glory to you. I want to show you what it means to live in true dominion. Dominion for your mind. Dominion for your money. Dominion in your family. Family, dominion over your job, dominion in your, in, in, your, in your career, dominion in your home. God wants us to understand what that looks like. But dominion demands discernment. God, what are you doing right now? Tracking God's movement requires that we know the difference between God's voice and the voice of this world. So what do we need to do? We need, we need to be very aware and sensitive about what God is doing now. Lord, help me be sensitive to what you're doing right now. Because if we're not careful, we'll miss our visitation of this generation. Amen. I believe it's happening right now. I believe God is setting us up right now to show us things, to lead us to places, to see us work in areas that we have yet to see. God is looking for people that will stand up and say, I'm not afraid of any demon of fear. I'm not afraid of any devil of anxiety. I am not afraid of worry. I'm not afraid of a collapsed economy. I'm not afraid of violence and outrage. I serve a God who's bigger than any cartel. I serve a God who is bigger than any form of government. He gave them that authority and I serve the God who gave them that authority. Know what God is doing now. Have discernment. Pray, God, I want to see what you're doing right now. Amen. Can I just tell you, don't let these days of revival pass you by with a flimsy excuse that you couldn't make it to church. You just might miss your visitation. 
Tracking God requires that we know his voice. We need to be sensitive to what he's doing right now. Another thing I believe that God wants us to do is solidify our spiritual identity. Know who you are as a child of God. Know Because if you know who you are, you know what you can stand against. You know what you stand for if you know who you are. Hallelujah. This is an hour that the church needs to be listening to what the Spirit says. Every letter to the churches of Revelation ends with this. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I believe he's still talks today with rhema word I believe he still talks today with revelation and he wants to give you revelation that will help you go to your next place with him I'm going to say this if you want to understand dominion is that revelation precedes dominion God's going to reveal himself to you and show you spiritual authority. And once he shows you what spiritual authority looks like, then you can step into dominion. Right. I'm going to give you just a quick analysis. The apostle Paul was Saul. Before he was apostle Paul, he was Saul. And he was on his way to Damascus. And he had authority in his hand, had letters in his hand to persecute the Christians. And you know the story of the light shone from heaven. Everybody say encounter. You have an encounter with God. And then the next thing he had is that God spoke to him when he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, uh, I am Jesus whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the prince. It is hard for you to kick against an authority that you don't have. You've got an authority, but you don't have the ultimate authority. And you know what happened? Blindness smote him, and he fell to the ground. And the next thing you know is that the Lord spoke to him and said, Go to Ananias. How many of you know where Ananias is other than that passage in the Bible? He's a nobody and a nothing. Except God gave Ananias authority to train Saul, to pray for Saul. And Saul had to humble himself and go submit to a man that was a nobody and a nothing. And let God reveal to him the power and authority that he was going to lead. I don't care what your education is. It's not the authority you're going to need to fight it. You can shove your degree and the devil will laugh in your face. You can talk about your heritage and how long you've been a Pentecostal, how many years, and the devil don't give care about that. But when you have said, I have been with Jesus, I have had an encounter with Jesus, and I have met Jesus, and I've found out what authority is, and he talks to me, hallelujah, and then I am going to go submit to his delegated authority. We need to be aware of our divine visitation in this hour because it will lead us to revelation and revelation will lead us to dominion you're asking what is dominion seek God for visitation not dominion praise the Lord can you say seek God for visitation that means in my prayer life, I'm seeking God for visitation. That means at church, I come ready for a visit. To, amen. Because I want God to speak to me because it's in revelation that I understand dominion. God is calling us to have dominion in our personal life. Me, you. God is calling us to have dominion in our family. God is calling us to have dominion in MPC. 
It, 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 it is order at home. It's order in my private world. It's order in my family. It's order in my church. Why? Because we will find out that when you couple together how dominion, when you see how dominion works, you're going to walk in an overcoming victory that the devil cannot penetrate no matter what he comes at you. You can walk in power and you can walk in glory because you know who you are. You know whose you are and the devil can't touch you in this generation. Amen. I'm tired of the devil running roughshod over God's people. Amen. We need to understand kingdom dominion. Nothing happens in the kingdom unless there is proper authority and proper order. That's the way the kingdom operates. The reason we don't often step into our prophetic promise is simply because we're out of order. We're out of order. We're out of order. Amen. The promises of God, as we preached uh, last Sunday evening, the promises of God are not reached because we're out of order. We're out of order. Let me just tell you, man, I don't want to get ahead of my notes. I'm going to save that because it's later in my notes. Living in dominion happens when we submit to kingdom authority and we operate in kingdom power. Living in dominion happens when we submit to kingdom authority. That also means God's delegated authority. Do you know the Bible says that all power is given by God? Isn't it? Including that policeman that pulls you over for doing 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. I want dominion, pastor, so I can do what I want to. It's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says. Living in dominion happens when we submit to kingdom authority, both delegated and directly. Kingdom authority. And then we operate in kingdom power. Let's, let's break it down. And I've talked to you about kingdom power and kingdom authority. But let me just say something a, a little bit more specific about this. Power is God's supernatural acts going on. Power is signs, wonders, miracles, Power is God, dunamis, the Greek word dunamis, showing up and poof, you know, blinded eyes are open and, and, and God helps you financially and God moves on you. Power. How many like that in your life? How many still believe in sign wonders and miracles in your life? Come on. That's what power is. But authority is not the demonstration of these acts, but rather the nature and the will of God directly. Power is the acts of God. Authority is the will of God. Power is the acts. Amen. Kingdom dominion is when we have both operating in our life. We have his authority. We are submitted to his will. We are submitted to what he is telling us. We are obeying his voice. That means we are walking in authority. The greatest example of being submitted to authority is Jesus praying in the garden when he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. You and I can't walk in dominion and walk in our own will at the same time. Power. It's the acts of God. But authority is the will of God. Amen. Kingdom dominion is not only how, how we, we get what we want. If you're just wanting 
to have kingdom authority and power to get what you want, you're missing the boat altogether because dominion is about how we please God. How are we pleasing the Lord? Kingdom dominion is more than saying, I want an effective ministry. It is, I want an overcoming life. I don't want to be under the dominion of sin. I don't want to be under the dominion of my mind. I don't want to be under the dominion of my self-will. I must be under the dominion of him. So I say, nevertheless, my will, Lord, but your will. Not my will, but your will. Not my will. Hallelujah. You cannot walk. Amen. In kingdom power properly without having kingdom authority in your life. But when you put the two together, you have dominion. Let's look at the aim of dominion just for a minute. The aim of dominion. If you're taking notes, write this down. Supernatural miracles, supernatural miracles, and gifts are not a sign of dominion. Supernatural gifts and miracles are not a sign of dominion. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said in verse 15, Beware of false prophets, which will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly there are eight ravening bulls. They're not what they look like. They're not what they look like. They're in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. How many's heard that? Boy, have we taken license and liberty with that verse of scripture so far. I'll know them by their fruits. It's that polka dotted dress that she's wearing I know she's not a god I know them by their fruits Lord help me he said do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit neither can corrupt tree bring forth good fruit Every tree that bringeth forth not uh, bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast in the fire. And then he says it again. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. A lot of people stop. Then the next verse. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is he doing? He's showing us what fruit looks like. Fruit looks like doing the will of God. Fruit looks like obeying the Lord. Fruit looks like not taking scripture to mean what I want it to mean and how I want to apply my life. Fruit looks like if I hear truth, I obey truth. Somebody say amen. Fruit is not how many people I prayed through. Fruit is not how many people I baptized. Fruit is not how many people I've led to the altar or how, how many times I prophesied and spoke in tongues. Fruit is not, that's not the fruit. The fruit is, I want to know, do you have authority? Because authority is demonstrated by doing the will of God. Amen. Somebody say amen. Praise God. 
He says, not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say, listen to this, many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Just because they got a big TV program and have a lot of people sitting in their congregation is not proof of dominion. Our approval. Well, praise be to God. Amen. Just because somebody says, I can prophesy, there's enough. You just look at YouTube and you will find prophet so-and-so and and prophet that and prophet this. And and yes, some of it is nothing more than junk. Amen. But there are those that will say, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye work, ye that work iniquity. Sit there and let that soak in your mind a minute. I never knew you. How in the world can they cast out devils? How in the world can they have miracles and signs and wonders? And yet Jesus said, I didn't know you. Because it's one thing to follow through God's Bible principles of faith and have acts of, and miracles and signs and wonders. It's another thing to say, I submit to your authority and to your word. It's one thing I'll pray and God, you move in that act. It's that act. But what God is concerned about is not the many miracles that we, we profess or what we want. He's concerned about, are you obeying me? Are you doing my will? Are you pleasing me? Do you have dominion in your life? Do you have dominion of where you go? Do you have dominion on what you watch? Do you have dominion on what you say and what comes out of your mouth? Uh, Do you have dominion over what you ingest? Praise God. Hallelujah. So what is the fruit Jesus is talking about when he says, by the fruit you will know them? Amen. One can operate in power but not have dominion. Spiritual gifts and miracles and signs and wonders are not an indication of God's approval. Hallelujah. I've worked with people and, 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 and seen those that had great success, but they were, they, they were living in an adulterous affair. I've watched as, as guys that were preachers will go straight from uh, the bar stool to the pulpit and preach the house of fire. God, how can you, how, how is it that that can happen? Amen. Uh, you will find that King Saul prophesied after God withdrew his spirit from him. Don't get caught up as we Americans have got caught up in the sensational side of signs and wonders. Get caught up in obeying the word of God. Get caught Because when you are caught up in the word of God, signs and wonders will follow you. Because it says signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Jesus is more impressed with people that obey him than people that cast out devils. Not that we shouldn't cast out devils. I'm not saying we shouldn't have miracles. We should have both. That's what dominion looks like. Dominion is having authority and power in one package. So what is the fruit that Jesus is talking about here? Is it numbers? No. Is it miracles? No, sir. 
Is it because somebody has got corn in their crib? And we say, they truly must be a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God. The fruit that we should be inspecting is, are they pleasing the Lord? Are they obeying the Lord? I'm going to tell you, please hear, Pastor. We cannot get caught up in fruit finding and say, because somebody has good fruit, that they must be right with God. Because they've got good attitudes, they must be right with God. Because they've got a good appearance, they must be right with God. Amen. Or because they're doing this or doing that, they must be right with God. Amen. That is not a sign that Jesus is looking for. He's looking for those that hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God. If The Bible says like this, to him that knows to do good and does it not, it is What is sin? Disobedience. It is disobedience. When I am not fulfilling what God is calling me to do, I can't walk in dominion. But when I have that revelation and God shows me what I'm supposed to do and I quit saying, but Lord, I want to do it my way, then I can step in dominion. I can step in authority. The greatest sign of obedience is Jesus on the cross. And the greatest miraculous event is Jesus on the cross. And if you want to see God move mightily in your life then find a way to obey him mightily praise be to God in 1 Samuel chapter 15 you know the story of King Saul verse 1 says Samuel also said unto Saul the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king what does that mean God's given you delegated authority everybody say delegated authority I've given you authority to lead, he said, his people over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken to the voice of the words of the Lord. You have delegated authority. Now you need to pay attention to what God is trying to say. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that Amalek did what Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all. All that they have. Wipe it all out. Spare them not. Can anybody say that's clear? All. Leave nothing. Wipe them out. Utterly. Destroy all they have. Amen. And spare them not. Because God is judging Amalek. Because of Amalek's sin, God is sending Saul to judge Amalek. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Amen. Somebody say that's clear. I believe that any first grader could understand that commandment to utterly destroy, get rid of it all. God then gave to Saul authority to go have victory. He had the authority and gave him the victory over Amalek, but Saul saved the best sheep. The best cows, the fat calves, and the lambs, everything that he saw that was good, he saved. And yet he said, I have obeyed the commandment of the Lord. He then picked and chose what he would and would not obey. God gave Saul the victory. 
Saul had results. Saul had numbers. We would say, look at this great sacrifice that he's bringing to sacrifice before the Lord. Amen. Saul said to Samuel, hey, man of God, I carried out the instructions. Do you see how faithful I am? Do you see how good I am? Look at the numbers right here. Look at what we have done. And Samuel said, if that is so, then why do I hear the mooing of cows and the blading of sheep? Amen. But we save these for sacrifice. We save these for sacrifice. God know my heart. God know my heart. I know you told me to do this and to do that, but Lord know my heart. I'm going to stop here because many of God's people wrestle with anxiety because they didn't obey God in the first place. They got an attack of the enemy on their life because they didn't obey God. Not in every case, but in some cases because they didn't obey God in the very first place. If they had obeyed God in the first place, they would be living in such a way as that God here, I have faithfully obeyed you. I have faithfully followed you. Lord, I've done my, amen. But I've saved the best, Saul said. For sacrifice. Verse 20. Listen to this. Listen to his words, Saul's words. He said to Samuel, Yea, I've obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone by the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag of the king of Amalek. Wait. I brought back the king of Amalek. And I've utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people... Come on, somebody. It's my husband's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's my cousin's fault. It's brother and sister so-and-so's fault. It's my pastor's fault. God did not give the commandment of the children of Israel or to the soldiers. He gave the commandment to the one he gave authority. And he said, you go take care of this and utterly destroyed it. But Saul blamed the people, amen, the chief of the things which we've taken it. The rest we have utterly destroyed. Listen to what Samuel said in verse 22. Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice and is obeying the voice of the Lord. Somebody say dominion. Dominion is not just doing what I think I ought to do and get by. Amen. Dominion is not a partial obedience, but a dominion is saying not my will, but thy will be done. I will obey the voice of the Lord. And he said, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Say that with me. To obey is better than sacrifice. Amen. To hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hallelujah. In the King James you will find is as is talicized. So the verse literally reads in translation, rebellion, the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion, the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. He lost dominion because he was disobedience. What is Saul's obedience? How would you know Saul by his fruit? By all the cows that he had to sacrifice? Because we, we applaud him for all that he had done and, and how much he'd given to the church and how much he sacrificed and how high his hands are raised and how loud his voice is. Amen. It does not matter if we have the pretense that we are old 
obeying God that we are, Lord, I'm coming to church. I'm paying my tithes. I'm being faithful to you. But we're coming up short in an area that he said, get rid of that. Get that out of your life. Get that out of your home. Get that out of your, your mind. Get that out of you. You know, and, and, but yeah, we want to say, oh God, but we've done it. Saul had fruit all right, but it was the fruit of disobedience. Saul had power, but he lost authority. Sacrifice, hear me, is not a sign of dominion. Sacrifice is not a sign of dominion. Surrender is a sign of dominion. Complete surrender to the will of God. God will not accept sacrifice that is offered offered on the altar of disobedience. He will not accept a sacrifice that is offered on an altar of disobedience to his authority. Why was God so angry with Saul? Why is God so angry with disobedience? Why does God consider rebellion as a sin of witchcraft? Isn't that a stretch? Rebellion, witchcraft. Doesn't that sound like a stretch? It does to my carnal mind. Does it to yours? That's a stretch. Rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Amen. Why is that so important to God? Because it is the same principle of rebellion that evicted the devil out of his position and caused him to go from Lucifer to Satan. So when God says sin A rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. He is saying, you can come and offer sacrifice and it still be self-willed. It still can be self-willed. My question that I want to present to us today is that true dominion does not come with self-will. It comes with surrendered will. It comes with saying yes to God. But pastor, you don't know my past. Pastor, you don't know what I've done. Pastor, you don't know. Well, if God is saying, if you'll follow this path, I'm going to give you the victory over the Amalekites in your life. If you'll follow this path, I'm going to take care of you. Amen. If you'll obey me, I will be with you wherever you go. Amen. If you'll obey me, don't follow your emotions. Don't follow your emotions. Come on, somebody. Don't follow how you feel, but follow how the word says If the word says it, then I'm going to surrender to it, not because it's the way that I I was raised or not raised, but because it's the word of God. Because if I don't obey the word of God, I am in rebellion. Man, nobody's taking laps today. No one's swinging from those sound clouds up there today. But I'm giving you some word that will help you. Somebody say amen. So God says, rebellion is as a sin as witchcraft because it is the same self-will that Satan had when he wanted to exalt himself. The archangel turned into Satan when he overreached God's authority and competed with God and thus became an adversary of God. When I compete with God's authority, I will become an adversary of God. So we must pursue complete obedience. That's why we need to hear his voice today. Lord, what you say, help me to be quick to obey. I can't say that I've always been perfect in that, but I want to tell you, I'm seeing where dominion comes from. I want to walk in a a, a place with God's authority. It comes with complete surrender to God. 
The kingdom of darkness has sold this generation a poisonous bill of goods. Hell has convinced us that a little obedience and offering some sacrifice on the side gets us where we need to be. I know, man, I've... Lord, let me, let me operate in, in wisdom right now. I've watched as people have said, well, at least I don't do this. I pastored somewhere north, south, east, and west of here. Might even be here. I'm not going to let you know. but <laughs> Where someone did something one time, and, and the response was, it's only one time. It's only one time. It's only just, just this one time. Well, that one time has led to that person now being totally all the time away from God. It's only one time. It's only one time. Well, at least I'm not doing this. At least I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good over here. But those people over there, no. The, the true understanding of dominion happens when I say yes to the will of God above my feelings, above my emotions, above any uh, uh, withdrawal and heading, uh, pulling back. Amen. Saul died at the hands of what? An Amalekite. What he didn't kill ultimately killed him. All right. Dominion. I'm going to wrap this up here when I'm done. Genesis chapter 1. I've taught on this, but let me go over it again with you. The original plan for order is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. When he says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth and subdue. Everybody say subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I want to say and remind you that man is not God, but we were created to function like God. God spoke into chaos and the earth that was without form and void became a, a brand new world. God made humanity so us to function like the Lord and be able to speak life into darkness, to speak fruitfulness into barrenness, uh, to uh, to have a replenishing when there is a, a, fa a, a dramon or a, a dram a famine or a drought. I was getting those words mixed up. Dyslexia. The Apostle Paul said in the last days that this, this, this kind of characteristics would be found in the last days. He said that men would be lovers of their own selves, ungodly uh, Self-love breeds the rest of this, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. In this phrase, the word incontinent stands out because it means the absence of self-control. 
This is where we are today. The world has become so addicted to self that we self-love, that we want to make sure that we are you know, promoting self, that self is the real thing, that self is the right, right we got to do. We got, we got to have selfies to go with ourself so people can see ourself, and that way we can tell how good-looking ourself is and how smart ourself is. Praise God. Self. But the problem is that self will lead you astray. Self will cause you to follow a, a, a path that is not right with God. God has designed man to be fruitful and faithful to God. But by doing so, we are saying, I am subdued by the government of God. I subdue what God creates in me by his authority. Amen. For that is what the word subdue means. It means to have governmental authority. Amen. To conquer. Amen man and have control it's the hebrew word kibosh if you please is what my dad used to say i'm gonna put the kibosh on you amen it, it, it was what adam had to have authority over what he produced subdue is where you and i say i have self-government self-control by the power of god amen. that's where self-government is in the kingdom by subduing the writer of Proverbs says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraints. Amen. But blesses he who keeps the law. It is the lack of self-control that gets us in trouble in this hour that we're living in. And then he says, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. The word dominion here means to have control over. You know what? God does designed us to have control over tobacco. If tobacco's having control over us, then we are out from under the dominion that God wants us. God wants us to have control over what we're eating. I would go hide behind this pulpit, but it's glass. He wants us to have control over what comes out of our mouth. Amen. What we're producing. He wants us to have. Well, pa Pastor, I just got angry because I'm just like Aunt so-and-so. And I'm just like Uncle so-and-so. And I'm just like Grandma and Grandpa. Well, you know what? Grandma and Grandpa are out of the will of God because that's not the way the Lord wants us to be. He wants us to have dominion. Amen. And control. Hallelujah. If anybody ought to be blowing a gasket in this hour, let it not be the people of God. Let us say simply this. I'm walking in dominion because... Because uh, I understand if I'll obey what God wants me to do, I'm going to have authority to do what God wants me to do. Amen. Praise be to God. Well, there's so much more I'm going to save to later. But I want to close with the scripture that we began with. In Ephesians chapter 3. Paul said, whereof I was made a minister according to the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than least of all saints. Those who operate in the greatest authority need to have the deepest humility. Please hear me. 
Those who operate in the greatest authority better have the deepest humility. Otherwise, there'll be a train wreck. You study the lives of people that were known as great prophets and healers and miracle workers. The vast majority of them in the last of their lives got off track because their humility didn't go as deep as their popularity. Somebody say amen. Amen. He said, I'm the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make man new, man see what is the fellowship of the mystery? What is this mystery? Dominion. 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 Mm. The enemy is fighting me real hard today. There's, 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 there's resistance in the spirit world, not from you, but in the spirit world, very resistant to what I'm saying. Cause the enemy wants you to walk on the track of disobedience and feel good about it. Just keep on living that way. He wants me to walk on that same path. He doesn't like what I'm saying today. I don't care. I want to preach the Bible to you. I want to preach the word to you. Okay. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Is found in the fellowship of the mystery where he said, from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. There are things that God would allow people to do along the way to walk in authority. But not until Jesus Christ came did there come the chance for the church to walk in true kingdom dominion. Verse 10. For he says, to the intent now, somebody say now, Now. not in the heavens that we will be with him ruling and reigning throughout the eons of time, but right now unto the principalities, that's all the different layers of both heaven and hell when it comes to the operation of angels and powers, that is authority that has been delegated in any supernatural sense because it says in heavenly Places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. I want to tell you the time has come that we say, now I'm standing in the authority of God and I'm walking in dominion. That we make sure that the enemy says, we better watch out. Brother so-and-so showed up or sister so-and-so has showed up. We better watch out. Amen. I want to say this is not just for the bishops of the church. This is not just for the pastor of the church. It's not just for the ministers in the church. It is for every child of God. If you will obey God, regardless of how much it may hurt, regardless of who it may offend, if you will obey God and begin to walk in God's obedience, I will guarantee you on the authority of God's word that God will set you free and it will be better than anything that your flesh will ever go after. Stand with me, please. The prophet Isaiah, speaking of the coming of Christ, says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and to uphold his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts has performed it. Can I just stop and tell you, if you're a child of God and you're 
You're filled with God's spirit. He said, you shall receive power, dunamis power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I submit you today that we receive governmental authority when we're baptized in Jesus' name. We receive governmental authority when we're baptized in Jesus' name. We receive the, the, the power of God to put those things together to see miracles, signs, and wonders. The reason some people have such a problem on their job is because they can't feel like they can walk on that job and take dominion and authority. But when you begin to the place that you, you begin to see yourself and who you really are, you ought to walk into your job and say, today will not be a day of chaos, pain, and mess. I take authority in the name of Jesus over this place. I step in. I am above the devil. I have more power than he has. Not because of who I am, but because of who is given to me. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, go. You go. I go in his power. I go in his authority. I go in his dominion. And so when I go in his dominion, I can walk into my house and say, I take authority over every opposing spirit. I take authority against anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and abuse. I take authority over, over mediocrity. I take authority over laziness. Oh, praise God. I take authority in the name of Jesus of my mind by the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. I certainly have not given you everything that I really feel in my spirit today. what I'm preaching I realize that it's nothing new to a lot of us but I will tell you this the enemy sure doesn't want me to talk about it he's been fighting me for a long time about it amen but I've gotten to the place sister Linda that this hour we got to step up we've got to step up some of you God's called you to ministries. God's called you to do things and you don't feel adequate. You're right. You don't think that you're powerful enough. You're right. Amen. It's going to take true dominion and authority to get that done. It's walking in his power. Amen. It's submitted to his authority. Amen. That I can walk forward and say now by God's grace I can do it. I can make it. I can make it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Church will you pray right now? Oh you pray right now in the mighty name of the Lord thank you for listening to the MPC podcast we trust that today's message has inspired you encouraged you and strengthened you in the Lord we would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast And we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.